Okay. So, Mir Sasha, we're holding on page 216, still in the Shah Chuva. Shah Chuva is one of the biggest Sha'arim in the entire Sefer of Or Sadiqim. Really? I have it in the English version. Right. And there's one, a copy of the Oh. And it only tells us how incredibly important the Musik of Chuva is. You can take literally an entire. An entire uh, summer's man, entire winter's man, to go through this because we've started already from the beginning of Sukkis, and we're still in Charchuva. So slowly, slowly, we're we're making our way through. There are distinctions, there are differences between each and every single individual. Kate, how do we see? If someone, for example, who's chayta was himself about Torah, as in to say, he was somebody who was holding on a high level in terms of learning. If he theoretically would take upon himself very intense forms of tshuva, of tsar, of pain, of tightness, right? At that point, he's not able to fix his midas. Meaning, if the thing that you're going to take on is going to affect you to such a degree, you're not able to do the actual job, then it's a little bit ridiculous. It's a little bit ridiculous. Then that's, it, it totally defeats the entire purpose. Don't be too hard on yourself. Right, meaning don't be too hard on yourself to the extent that it lo- you lose the main purpose of what you're doing. This is a very big challenge in life. You know, you ever notice anytime you buy someone's house for a Shabbos or you do it yourself, which is before you cut Hamaitzi, what are you supposed to do? The halacha is supposed to make one little tiny, not, not a cut through the bread, but a little bit of a line. Why? That you should cut and make it easier because the Chazal say, I mean, the Pesach say I apologize, also but the Pesach can explain because the reason is we don't want to make a hefzik because it used to be the bread was very hard in those days, early, many years ago. So it would take a long time to cut the bread, which would be probably a hefzik in the bracha. So therefore, the, the suggestion was offered that you should make first a line in the bread and then when you have to make a mitzi, you should cut at that line and it's a much smoother cut. But is it shalom when you make a cut? No, so you can't make it such, such a large cut that it would actually ruin, ruin it. it a little bit of a line is not going to destroy it. A little, a little bit of a line doesn't destroy it. Because, because you've, you started already the outer layer. You started already. You just make a little scratch. Okay. What's the problem, though? If the whole point is in order to minimize the hefzik, the interruption between the bracha and the hamaytzi, what's the problem? Many times people make hamaytzi, they forget where the line is, and they, after they make hamaytzi, they start looking for the line mm-hmm. to cut. It's like you missed it. As it there's, a, there's a phrase called Iker Chasim and Asefer. You're ruining the entire objective. The entire purpose of it is in order to minimize the hefsik. And now you're creating more of a hefsik in order to find something. That's not the Indian. And so many times, so many things that we do, we lose, we lose the major point in the larger picture. You know, Torah and, 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 and mitzvahs are only important to the extent that we're, is making us better Jews and making us better better, better Of course, you have to keep the remittance regardless. It's a chiv, it's an obligation. The same way you have to wake up and take care of your kids in the morning. It, just because you had a tough day the day before doesn't mean your kid doesn't exist today. So the, Hashem exists also. But the point is, is in order to create that relationship and a connection with the Kirvus Kim. The problem is some people get so caught up in the, in the minor, minutia details that they lose the bigger picture. This is a connection with Kaddish Baruch and besides Shani, people lose the, the bigger picture of, oh, I want to have a connection with Hashem. I don't feel it, so therefore I don't want to do it. You have to have that balance between obligation and emotion. So here's the same thing also. If a person's going to take on too many tsar vitaitis, it's going to ruin the entire purpose of making yourself better. You know, when it comes to certain averis, I can't go too into detail, but when it comes to, when it comes to certain averis that are in relation to the, the ideas in Yanei Kedusha, right? There's a mahalach of there's different mahalach of different schools of thought of how to approach, you know, the Indian of, of of maintaining purity. Okay, we'll keep it at that. So maintaining, what? maintaining purity. 
which means take caring yourself in a holier way, not looking at things that are inappropriate. Purity. Not, purity. Thank oh, you. Yes. Purity. I apologize. Yeah. So there's like the the more kabbalistic Hasidic approach, which is to deal with it head on, to talk about it a lot, to you know to talk about it, then to say different perikete hill which are connected to tikkun. And, and, and to, to many to be makabal upon yourself many different things okay they have their mahalach but we call the litvish mahalach you know what litvish means the yeshivish mahalach the yeshivish approach is though at least what I was makabal my rebbeim is that the rebbeim say don't talk about it don't think about it it's not an Indian not because it doesn't matter because it doesn't help to talk about it so don't much the yeshivish litvish approach to this is, is, is an issue of, as a, w- w- the way that one of my rabbis put it, and it's, it works so amazingly, is pretend like it never happened. Not because we care less chas v'shom, not because we think it's a mitzvah, chas v'shom, it's not nasus like a hatter. Adraba, it's not, it's, it's oser. It's inappropriate. But the way that a person approaches these in Yonim is that talking about it and focusing on it is not going to help you continue further. It's only going to further bog, bog you down, keep you down. A person needs to look at every single opportunity of life saying, okay, is it helping me in the long run or not? Is talking about it making me feel guilty? If it doesn't help. And this happens, this is, this is just in, this, in terms of this realm, but in terms of other, other elements as well. We, we have to focus on the larger picture. The tshuva has to be something which is more to do more. If you see that the constant guilt, if, you, if it's bringing you down, then it's horrible. It's terrible for you. It literally misses the entire purpose. You're looking for the, the cut in the chala and you're being mafsik in the bracha. Right. We have to always be aware and understanding what is the ikr and what is the tafel. V'chein omru b'vayikra rabba. I'm sorry, he, he says earlier. So therefore, someone who should not, someone who is, a, let's say, a bal Torah, who's going to, by taking on so many of these things, is going to end up actually making him weaker, not able to accomplish what he needs to do. Yesh should then what, what should we teach him to do? Shiyasik b'tarva ezegadol. You should get more involved in learning. More involved in learning. V'chein... The Learning in, is great, but when you're trying to do shuvah, it's more doing it. Isn't more of a doing? That's true. There is, and it's definitely 100% true. And of course, a person should be always doing for Maisim Toivim. But Torah has a very spiritual power that being involved in learning, especially, I don't just mean like, okay, you learn more, you learn one block and more. But to be fully invested, your whole mind and body and soul are involved right now in the, in the Indian of Shemitah Ksafim. In the Indian of what does it mean, Magoifis? What does it mean? What are we doing now? To be really involved in those things. To think about it. That's what you're thinking about on a day-to-day basis. That's the stuff that really should be taking, taking your energies. And that mela, your investment in those things is, is an investment of energy that wouldn't be involved in something else. The same way, why, why is it that we do, do we do a tainus? Because we're, we're taking the guf we're saying, Baruch, I use my guf inappropriately and I feel bad, I feel terrible. So in a sense, I'm going, in a sense, I'm going to use the power that I would have used for Avera, I'm going to use it now for a mitzvah or to be machlishit. But so, what is a, so a person who would do that, depends on, depending on what they're holding, that would cause them to be less active in what they're doing, to be less capable to accomplish. So put that effort that you would have put into a tainus, you've been lying in bed all day being like, oh, my head is killing me, put into a learning. Make your head kill you for learning. Yeah, like, it, it, it's all about where you're putting your money and your investment. Kaiches. Money as a muscle for your kaiches. Exactly. Oh. So therefore, it says, If a person was over in Avera, and now upon him there's a ruling in Shemaim that he requires death, what should he do? And how should he live? How should he get out of it? 
If he's someone who's a learned individual, he should learn one daf. Well, I apologize that he's able to learn one daf as and then he should add on top of his learning and add a second a second daf. Lishnei's he generally knows how to do one parak. So Alma Yesh Kapar We see clearly that the more that a person learns, there is more kapara in the learning. A person should do MS and be involved in MS. A person should be involved in Chesed and through those things will take away that air. As it says in Mishlei. A person should put their energy to accomplish and to do the mitzvahs as they are said. Meaning to say not to play shtick, not to play games, to really do it to the best of your abilities. And more than that, also be involved in ziku harabim. Find other ways you can help other people. Something as small, what other ideas can we think about? How many times is it nice to come out of the bathroom and there's a washing cup already ready for someone else? Small things. Or, for example, there's a little bit of a mess on the, just again, just literally in one area of this base manager. There's a sink over here. It's a little bit nasty sometimes. You could be the nice person that no one has to know about. You take it, you clean it off. How much nicer? How's a more schmuck to come in and to feel, oh, so it's clean. Never forget it's a thing. Exactly. Small little things like that. Just, just still within the realm of cleanliness. You walk in the base manager, there's a little wrapper on the floor. There's a tissue. Pick it up. Doesn't need to be. That's called Zika Harabim. Zika Harabim doesn't mean like I have to shell $500,000 to build a new building. That's beautiful, too. I mean, Sashem Yitzchak, you'll have it. But in the meantime, you know. So, right, so, right as far as I know. And therefore, you, at least you can clean up something. You can clean up a mess. See a tissue on the, on the, on the, on the, on the table? You see swarm that are, that, are, that are thrown everywhere? Again, this is just only in terms of one little sliver of life. There's so many opportunities to do so many, so many chasadim. It's an amazing opportunity. Maybe if yeah, maybe if the color is it doesn't have milk. That by definition, oh, meaning it doesn't just mean literally like walking up to a person telling oh you know about Hashem. Oh gosh, bro, you heard about Hashem? Can I tell you about Hashem? Well, I'm sorry. What? What is it? You're in the bathroom? Okay, I'll I'll wait for you outside. So like, like you can do it the wrong way too. Obviously, it's about. It's creating the environment that allows a person to have menuchas nefesh, which allows Hakadosh Baruch to come into our lives. You hear that? Meaning, I, when someone feels that, that their environment is cleaner, is nicer, then people are in a better mood. And when you're in a better mood, you can then hear Hashem's words better. Something as small as it, it all ta- it's all an, it's all a group effort. If we didn't have that person do this, then we wouldn't be able to do that. To be able to do that, to be able to do this. It's all about, you're right, there are many levels of Zika Rabbim, but I wouldn't, but I would suggest Zika Rabbim doesn't simply mean the big things. There you go, 100%. That's exactly that, yes. 100%. You know, Rabbi Zundel Salant, the Rebbe, you know what Rabbi Zundel Salant was? Rabbi Zundel Salant was the Rebbe of Rabbi Zundel Salant. And he was a Tzadik Nister for many, many years. Until eventually he was discovered. And uh, one of the things that he would do is he would go literally early in the morning to the street at that time obviously it was during the winter in you know Lithuania it was not so posh it. and there would be horses that would go obviously would you know at that time the main transportation was a horse and horses would have a hard time going up a hill or going down a street during a cobbled uh, street if there were rocks or there was muddy area over there that it would, sometimes often the horses would get injured and when a horse gets injured what do you do to it becomes glue right exactly so he would go, get up early in the morning before everybody, before the foot traffic or the horse traffic would begin. And he would go to some parts of the street that had issues and he would clear out the street with some stones from rock. You, you would try to fix it up a little bit. What part of the street was this? This was... Yeah, the mix with the rice. This is the late 1700s. The mix with the rice. Oh. Barber's just rock. What? Well, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it's not that somebody put the bar in there and 
it's just a little pebble here and there, or sometimes a little rock. These tiny little things that just make it difficult for a horse to, to carry, to, to walk through. It's not necessarily... Right, 100%. And, but these happen naturally. It's not like somebody put it there. You know what I mean? This is stuff that happens naturally on the side of the road. You see a little bit right? You can go outside right now. Take a look. There's a few. Right, the point is, is that he, would, he was thinking about the smallest, tiniest little things that most people would not think about. They'd go through their day-to-day, day-to-day routine, not thinking about for two seconds how to help another yid. That's called Zika Rabbim. The Zika Rabbim, Dafkami. And by the way, and by the way, the Zika Rabbim that, 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 that Rabzundal Salante was doing these things privately, that Rabzundal Salante then discovered him. And he used to follow him. He used to follow him around privately. Obviously, there's a famous Misa once, right? He, after a period of time following him around, so either one of two things. Either Rabzundal was very bad at, at tracking somebody, or Rabzundal had Ruch Chesh. I'm going to go with the second part. Which was, he was carrying, walking, watching him all over the city, seeing everything, that he, the small little tiny things that he did. He was a, a Pasha the day laborer. He knew Shas Kol Terkuli. He's a Talmud of Rechaim Velazhener. He was Chavrusas with, with, with Rekiva Eger. We're talking about somebody who was like a massive Talmud wow. Chacham. And yet, he, can, he carried himself like a Pasha the person. And Yom Salanter at one point was, was, would, would watch him and would follow him into the forest. And he would do what we call, in, in Bresla they call his bite of this. But in Musra they also have the concept. Where he went in the forest and he was talking to Baruch and he was davening, he was crying out to Hashem. And at some point, Bzundel turns around to Bissell and Bissell said that this is the moment that changed his very life that changed his entire course of history Bissell turns around and looks at Bissell and says Bissell Lord Musser that's all he needed to hear Lord Musser what, what caused him to say and that what what caused him to say what caused him to say we don't know obviously Kosh Baruch wanted a plan for the entire Musser movement for the entire Olimah Yeshivas to be Nishba to be Mushba from, from Bissell Salanter but those little tiny little moments Okay, these are, this is what life is all built about. You know, I would say, but when it comes to small issues of Zika Rabbim, it take you know, all the great people, all, anybody can do the big things. Anybody can do the massive chesed projects, massive chesed programs, and not to belittle it. It's very important. We need that. Anybody can be involved in the big projects. But it takes a God Israel to be involved in the small things. To be humble. To be humble. In, you know, yeshivas, many yeshivas, in the early years of, of the Tel's yeshiva, Rebele Meir Blach, Rebele Meir Blach from Tel's yeshiva, from the... He was a Rosh Hashiva in Tells in, in, in Cleveland already before Cleveland when he was in the city of Tells. And when the Yeshiva was, build, was building up and he had barely a few students, he was the one that would wash the bathroom. He was the one that would change the, the toilet paper in the bathroom. To go, this Rosh Hashiva. I once heard, I once heard a boy talk about basketball coach, college coach who was top in the country. What could you find him doing at 6 o'clock in the morning? Uh, Pushing along the gym floor. There you go. Lahavdil voice. But you see it. It takes a great person to do the small things. It takes a great person to do small things. Okay. <laughs> Therefore. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. Let's continue. We're in the second to last line on page two sixteen. To do as much as possible to Bestow, to bestow chesed upon other people. Ulespel the kavana to daven with kavana ubahachno bekriyas alev to really take your. You know, I always say you're davening anyway. We're all mechuyev to daven, and mistamah we all daven two times a day, three times a day. No one's perfect, but we we try to daven. So you're already davening. You might as well daven with kavana. You're already davening. You might as well daven with kavana. You're already doing it. You're supposed to do that from the, anyway. That That's true, but you know what? Some people can't get the, some people can't get the umph. But if you're already doing it. You're already doing it. Might as well do it right. You might as well do it right. But you know, lately I've been trying to 
Abraham. I'm mugging Abraham, yeah? One piece. And you'd be surprised how much you go into it a second before saying, I'm, I'm going to have the best kavona with it. And then somehow it just comes so quick. And like, yeah, take it. First, there's a lot of eights. Opening, opening a sitter. Maybe taking every single letter in your mind. Every, write it out in your mind. You, know, you can do it. You can read everything. Yeah. Do everything yeah, it's, there, it's right? and it's still going to be but hard. It just comes up so quick, and it's like you have to like slow yourself down. Right, one hundred percent. And then just you know, one hundred percent to that one point. But oh. what is it? Rome wasn't built in one day. Rome was not built in one day. This is true. This is very true. Levakish mechila meisah Hashem al kol A person to, turning to page two seventeen. A person should ask Kol Shbaruch for mechila for forgiveness for all of your actions, for all of your mistakes, and all of your iniquities. V'yimna atzmoi mischik v'tiyulim. If a person really, this is an important point. If a person feels that they've gotten to a point in their life where they really need to make a change, they need to start getting better. The last thing a person should be doing is involved in distractive activities. We're not saying a person can't go on, on, on Tiyulim, can't enjoy life, can't, can't be funny and have an enjoyment and enjoying life. No, no one's saying you can't have that. But when you get to a point, and this is what we're talking about in this whole entire Shire Tshuva, that a person has get to a point in their life where they say, I want to make changes, I want to, make, I want to be different, then that's not the time to start getting involved in distractive activities. Distraction is what causes a loss of motivation. iPhones for sure. But anything, anything that distracts you. Sometimes going on a trip is, is a distraction. It takes you out of your daily routine and part and parcel of working on yourself is building a routine, is building a consistent daily structure. Hold back, hold from with him, from himself, overly in, enjoying things, which means again, like going on trips or wasteful activities. To hear the news, the politics, what they call today a podcast, not not mine, but like I mean, like uh, listening to the BBC. That's good. I have no idea what's going on. What the BBC is a bunch of a bunch bunch of bigots against the anti semites. C is a friend. Yeah, right. A person should hold himself back from, the, from all the things going on in the world. Again, we, we learned this when it came to Sheva Levi, right? That someone who wants to become part of Sheva Levi needs to understand that there are certain aspects of life that you have to hold back from. A person should be mashar for himself, which estimate and should take, and should take, should, should take account of what works and what doesn't work. Oh. The Bali Musa they talk about, they say that a person is like a, is like a scientific experiment. You know, the same way that a person who is a scientist and he's, he's taking out a measure, this is hydrochloride, and this is a sodium, and this is not, he's taking out all different measurements. And he's, what do they do? It's a pella how most, how most scientists are alive because they're playing with death every single time they're getting involved. Because they take this amount, they, and they don't know what's gonna happen. And it could be for all you know, putting these two different elements together is going to blow up the entire, the entire experiment. It oh, it happens. It's a pella. But that's how a person should be, though. A person should be, be willing to take risks and be willing to pay attention to the measurements and to what works, what doesn't work. Oftentimes, we're so checked out to lunch, we're so running on, a, what do they call, autopilot, that we're not really paying attention to what works, what doesn't work. I find it a crazy. When it comes to people eating, people come back, to, you know, they come back on Sunday morning and say, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't make it. Uh, they come on Monday. They say, Rabbi, I couldn't make it on Sunday. Why? I, my stomach is killing me. I have no idea why. I can't figure out for the life of me why on Sunday morning, every single Sunday morning, I don't feel well. Can you imagine such a thing? What happens when you eat three pounds of steak in one shot? What do you think when a person is eating chalent <laughs> on Monday Shabbos for the Mamalka at like 11 o'clock at night? <laughs> I just can't figure it out. It's just, the, the, 
Life is a mystery. Life is a mystery. I just can't figure it out. Or have students. I have students that, that, that you know, they finally get their, they get their act together on Tuesday. Why? Because they slept the entire Shabbos. They're up the entire Moshe Shabbos. They then don't wake up on Sunday morning. They barely get into a normal schedule. By, by Monday is already continuing the cycle. Tuesday already they finally got themselves together. This is literally every issue of Bacher's issue. Every issue of Bacher's issue is they sleep the entire Shabbos. They're then, they're then up the entire Moshe Shabbos. They're then having trouble and waking up on Sunday morning. And then finally, Monday morning, maybe they're already, they wake up later. And then by Tuesday, they're already finally Yeshiva Shabbos. This is life. My wife would say not to sleep on Shabbos. Okay, you know, you're allowed to sleep on Shabbos, but not to sleep the entire Shabbos. It's important. It should be... Why not? Chatzil Hashem, Hashem. I know it's not Yom Tif, but... I don't know, why not? Why not? Because most the guy learns all week long. If he's working all week, I understand that. No, no. So you have to prepare. So I'm not but saying guys, there's nothing. There's no objective rule here. There's no objective rule, right? And of course, if a person learns the entire week, the Yushami says, You know what that means? Shabbos was given for the time of because since they learned the entire week, they're allowed to rest on Shabbos. It's for the Balabatim that work all week. They need to learn all Shabbos. That's what I thought. Right. Well, however, though, you have to be practical. The Shiva boys are learning eight hours. True, but if you're if you're if you're finishing your suda at I don't know, let's assume two o'clock in the afternoon, and you say, okay, I'm off to bed, and then you sleep from two o'clock in the afternoon until straight until you know, let's say you wake up for sure. Let's say you wait up until mincha. Mincha, what? Mincha now nowadays is what six uh, seven seven fifteen six thirty. Okay, so six thirty. That's a that's for some people that's a full night's sleep. See what you slept an entire full night's sleep in the afternoon. What do you think is going to happen most of Shabbos? There you go. Most people are going to be awake and they're going to sleep until four. I would say that but life is a mystery. I can't forget these things out. There's nothing that's connected. There's no action that has any reaction. This, is, this life is a pure mystery. Can't figure it out. Or, if a person, <laughs> or, wait, or you're not paying attention to, to, wait, to reactions. Yeah. So late at night during the week and he's tired anyway good part of the week. So maybe it's okay. Uh, if, if he doesn't, no, if he doesn't, right. if he doesn't stay up crazy hours once There's no hard and fast rule. I'm not going to sit and tell you. There's a one rule and it works for everybody. There's one size fits all. But it's it, more so. It's the, the thought. Way, the way you start off the week, you, you can really ruin it. From you the can ruin already, and it's amazing because Shabbos is supposed to be the makar habracha, right. which the entire week gets its nourishment from Shabbos. Right. But oftentimes people ruin their entire week from Shabbos because right. they don't do Shabbos properly. Right. Okay, this is a different shmuz for a different time. My point only to say is that a person has to know themselves as or A person has to know what works and what doesn't work, what leads to bad results, and what doesn't lead to bad results. If you're checked out to lunch and you're totally incapable of seeing how point A leads to point B and point B leads to point C, then don't be surprised that you're messing up. But people walk around constantly frustrated at life, frustrated at their spouse, frustrated at their kids, because they simply can't look internally and say, hey, you know why this is happening? Because I am doing this. Sure. They don't know themselves. Sure. You can't blame other people for but your own mistakes. Okay, listen, we'll, we'll stop here. We'll, we'll pick it up from your session.